fifth edition. Fifth we haven't edition. been canceled yet. No. It's <laughs> weird how you can't really get canceled when you're the ones we're producing and putting the episodes up. That's true. We'd have to cancel ourselves. That's true. Maybe. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure how September is halfway over already. Um, where did that this month go? Well, most of our month went to the Leadership Legislative oh, Conference. You're right. Already, so that's and that leads us to our topic. So, yeah, that's all um, about this week. but first, I know we have some exciting news. Yes. So, for all of our probably like five listeners, you'll be excited to know that the podcast will hopefully be on iTunes very soon. Um, we've gone through the process of submitting it, and we will be obviously announcing when that happens and when we're up in the iTunes store. But we're really hopeful that that happens within the next couple weeks. Um, it will allow our listeners to subscribe and review the podcast. Please be nice. We will only <laughs> accept five-star reviews. <clears throat> Just saying. Um, but do subscribe because then the podcast will be delivered to you automatically every month. Anytime there's a new episode, it will be downloaded to your phone and you can listen to us anywhere and not just on your computer. Awesome. Yeah. So we're pretty excited about that. We're legit. I can't wait. Almost. I mean, I don't want the reviews, but otherwise, <laughs> I, I'm good. But, but, we'll, but we will take subscribers. Exactly. That's for sure. Absolutely. So that's exciting news. Um, is there anything else news-wise to share before we jump into OSC? Nope. Jeff's going to share a lot of Jeff newsy will, stuff. Yeah, and, for sure. And the theme, very new. Maybe new. that should be the name of our podcast yeah. this month is new. New. So uh, mentioned um, LLC, which is affectionately what we call the Leadership uh, slash legislative conference, which just happened here in D.C. last week, the 5th through the 7th. Just after Labor Day. Yep, at the JW Marriott. We so joined by, what, 100? Uh, we had 150, 150? Um, had 150 attendees. And, um, you know, LLC is a great boutique event for the association. Um, it's designed for chapter leaders, national leaders. So um, obviously the national board is in town. Um, many of our volunteers from our national committees and, um, but just as much our, our chapter leaders and really the education for this two and a half days, um, is based around, um, really chapter management. Mm -hmm. So we, you have the, all the attendees have the opportunity to attend chapter management sessions with the CMA team. So with our, with their liaisons in the national headquarters, um, which is exciting this year, we tackled things like advocacy, branding and communications, professional development, uh, member yeah, our member communities, um, the club foundation, and also um, our corporate program, the partnership network. So um, I think that's a super awesome opportunity for our chapter leaders to really meet face-to-face -face and get an update on everything that's going yeah. on and what resources we have for them. I think them. it's important also to note that um, this conference is a little bit different from some of our other educational opportunities in that um, if you go to World Conference or mid-management um, or VMIs, it's more those education opportunities are definitely more about how to improve yourself as a club manager. Uh, LLC, while that's definitely a component, um, is much more about sort of the association management side of your role in CMAA. So as Melissa said, we're joined by chapter leaders. A lot of the leadership messaging that comes out of that, the education, is how to be the best chapter leader that you can be. How do you function on your chapter's board? How do you function as um, on your chapter's committees? And how can you best manage your own chapters um, to, 
to then best serve the association and the membership at large. So it's a little bit different in that respect, but we definitely try to incorporate um, the familiarity of the club world into the education that we're presenting there. Absolutely. And, you know, our hashtag for the event is CMA leaders. And, and really this is, it's all about leadership development. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's certainly skills that are transferable back into your club. This yeah. year we did a couple of really cool sessions on the association management track, but also, um, with things that really could be applicable. Um, our keynote speaker was Todd Henry. Todd Henry is the amazing author of a book called Die Empty and Kim Pasquale. And I actually had seen him at a conference for ASAE, which is the CMA for association professionals that we both belong to, um, several years ago. And it's really about, you know, what are you, what are you putting out there and what are you giving and how, you know, how best to, to be a leader, and it's a it was an, it's an amazing presentation. And the great part about that is through the partnership network, all the attendees were able to get a copy of his new new book, which is called Herding Tigers, <laughs> um, which is actually an amazing read about really how to lead and how to lead creatively and and to work with creative people. And I think in our industry, we do work with a lot of creative people, whether it's your executive chef or your marketing manager um, or, your or your board. So I mean, you know, it, it's an amazing read. Um, we also had Jamie Nodder in, who came in to talk about conflict management yeah. and managing conflict. And that was a great presentation. Uh, we actually, the CMA staff sat through his presentation last fall, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, he came in and gave the exact conflict management <laughs> conversation to us. Um, and I think it resonated with a lot of us. But hearing him again, getting to sit and listen to that presentation again, I think um, really reinforced a lot of what he had to say for me personally. Um, and you know, I was excited to see the uh, level of engagement in the room from our managers that joined us. But I think he, I mean, Jamie has a lot of great material, mm-hmm. talks a lot of, about the importance of really listening mm-hmm. um, in conflict resolution because the better that you understand the person that you're in conflict with, um, the better that you can maybe reach uh, an agreement or a compromise that serves both of you in the best possible way instead of making assumptions or you know being frustrative and passive and whatever. I mean, lots of people don't like conflict. Conflict can be super uncomfortable. <laughs> and I think on the spectrum of do I like conflict and do I not like conflict, uh, a lot of people in our office were definitely on the do not like, no thank you, please, let me stick my head in the sand end because it is very uncomfortable. It is, yeah. It sucks. Um, but Jamie's presentation really walks you through you know, the best ways to combat that feeling and approach it head on without feeling intimidated or frustrated in the process. Um, I think the most valuable piece of his presentation for me is what he calls the ladder of inference. Um, and it's basically looks like a ladder or stair steps that he recommends that you work backwards down the ladder when you're in conflict with someone to really learn and understand their motivation. Because if you can understand their why, maybe there's not a conflict at all. You're just miscommunicating. Right. Um, and so that was, I mean, I, I loved that presentation and I think it's so important. I think especially in this day and age, um, we live in a world of conflict, whether it's interpersonal conflict, global conflict, <laughs> political right. conflict, whatever it might be, um, we could all do well to listen a little bit better 
And I think that was the big takeaway. Absolutely. Well, we also had Jeff DeCagna come in and talk about breaking down the orthodoxies of um, of boards. And I think this is really interesting because it resonates not only when you talk about leading your chapter and, and what your chapter board might deal with, but all of our managers who deal with their own club boards every day. Um, I think that was a really, really highly rated session um, and, and really just actually just the tip of the iceberg on on what those are. And all of our attendees also got a copy of his brand new ebook through yep. the app. So um, the LLC app is available to um, all members um, and you can access any of the presentation materials uh, directly through that if you go to cma.org backslash LLC um, to check out what happened. It's the same app that we use at World Conference. So if you're familiar with the Attendee Hub yep. app, um, it's the same functionality. Mm-hmm. You can go log in, download the LLC um, information, and then walk through each of the sessions, look at the handouts, check out any of the other extras that are in there, see who attended. Yeah. <laughs> Reach out to somebody if you want to learn more. But we definitely recommend checking it out. And we also throw into LLC, obviously, because we're in D.C., um, we're in DC two years and they go on the road every third year. And I'll give you a little preview of uh, our next event. Um, <laughs> but um, we also obviously have a great opportunity to um, utilize our city. And uh, we had to have two great events here in DC, despite the fact it was literally 115 oh, degrees. Um, but first, the first night we went to Old Ebbett Grill, which um, overlooks the White House. Uh, we were on the rooftop. Uh, for the rooftop was available. We were also inside in the atrium because of the heat, but um, you could go up and the views are spectacular. Check out the Flickr pictures. Um, it was beautiful, um, and you could overlook the White House and and, and view. Monument. And the Old Abbott is an amazingly historic restaurant itself. Yeah. It's actually one of the top five highest grossing revenue restaurants in the country. It's amazing. Be, and if you haven't had their oysters, I highly recommend yeah, them. Yeah, I had a lot. The oysters were great. Uh, But that was our kickoff reception. And then um, on night two, we we went to the field um, and got to see the Nats take on the Cubs. And unfortunately, the Cubs did win. Um, but we had some, would be very happy. absolutely. And we had some really great, and my, this is my shout out to Bill Johnson and his amazing Cubs coat, um, that he wore, bless his heart, he had tickets off. It was so hot, but, um, amazing night and just, you know, a uh, great experience. It was really fun to kind of do a picnic, um, inside the park with, with all of our members and hang out and, um, and really have a great opportunity to, um, have some great conversation. Um, I had a lot of great conversations that night. So, Definitely. so next year. Well, before hold we on, go wait, no, year, what did I, I forgot? was going to say, um, on top of the, you know, talking about the way we get to utilize DC, um, one of the other sessions that we had at LLC was uh, an elections update. Oh yeah, a midterms, style, yeah. midterm update session, um, where our presenter Tom Boyd, Tom Boyd, um, came in and and really broke down what the political landscape is looking like going into the election this November. Um, It was fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Melissa and I are both political junkies, admittedly. Uh, So we were sort of geeking out about the numbers that he was presenting. Um, But really breaking it down, looking at the House side, the Senate side, what are the really contested races in each of the houses? um, And, you know, what the numbers may look like the morning after Election Day um, and how how the majorities are may break down depending on on turnout and things like that but i mean these are very important conversations for club leaders 
because, um, you know, yeah, all politics is local. And what happens in Washington may not have the biggest impact on you in some small town, but your congressman or congresswoman is your, like, lifeline to the federal government. So knowing what's going on in your district is very important. Um, and this election is a very important election. I mean, midterms sometimes get, you know, shoved down and not important as a presidential election might be. It's not as exciting, but this year is maybe an exception. I mean, we it's the first midterm election after a presidential election. We saw in um, 2010 there was a huge pendulum swing uh, after President Obama was elected, and... You know, the same could be said for this year. We don't know yet, but it's an interesting landscape to be sure. Yeah, Tom definitely gave some really cool historical, which, you know, when you, we, you know, you brought up 2010, but there's so much interesting history about midterm elections mm-hmm. and, and just usually what the results of that is. So it's, it's extra special. Yeah, we always throw in some legislative, legal tax updates. We had a great tax update um, with Frank Lucas from RSM who talked a little bit still, and we just had some changes come out Um to the interpretation of the tax reform stuff, so yeah. that are definitely going to impact clubs. So, I mean, you know, we definitely try to wrap all that into it. DC is a special place when it comes to that. So, we didn't get to get on the hill this year, but we think we ended up with a big enough dose of politics to <laughs> wet everyone's whistle. Absolutely. For sure. <laughs> so, the Every three years, uh, the Leadership and Legislative Conference goes on the road. So we did announce um, our location, and we'll be heading to the Queen City in Charlotte, North Carolina, next September. The dates are coming out um, shortly, so stay tuned for that. But it was a great event. Can't wait to get all the feedback. Um, yeah. Right, survey. You know, it's it's awesome. I mean, we love wel- welcoming our members to D.C. for sure. Um, you know, we had lots of great conversations all week, I think, We talked about some exciting new things. You're going to hear Jeff share a lot of that when he talks about his State of the Association um, in just a moment. But, you know, we we really look forward to LLC each year. And I personally want to uh, commend Melissa and Kim Pasquale on putting together another great event. I mean, those two do a great job every year. Um, And, you know, the CMA team is here to pull it off for you. So we're excited to go to Charlotte next year. Hopefully it won't be underwater. Or soggy. No. Who knows? No. <laughs> Please stay dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so next we will be joined by our CEO, Jeff Morgan. Are you rolling? Uh, yeah, we're going. Okay. We got so, five minutes of great material already. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so, one of the most important parts of the Leadership and Legislative Conference every year is the annual State of the Association from our CEO, and we're excited to have Jeff back. He's our first repeat guest. Hey, lucky me. <laughs> this We're cherry-picking, you guys. <laughs> it's super easy to get Jeff. <laughs> exactly. We're very important people. It's really been a very busy year for CMA, and um, that was definitely reflected in your presentation to our members at Leadership Conference. Um I think the word of the year is new. Love it. So take us through what's new and what you shared. You know, take your 30-minute presentation and boil it down. Well, from a new standpoint, I think it probably starts with our name. We have a new name, the Club Management Association of America. And as such, as part of all this this change that we've been going through, um, we have an affiliation agreement and we're working with our chapters. And so... We're close to getting that out um, for our chapters 
to review and sign or actually sign, and that'll hopefully happen before conference. But one of the big parts of that is uh, everybody is coming together and we have one logo. And so that was the new piece that we put out um, at LLC. And part of that is the use of colors. So a chapter can decide um, whether they want to incorporate a certain palette of colors in in their logo for their name. And uh, everybody now is in the process of starting down that path. So the goal will be by July 1st of... 2019, everybody will be using the the same logo. And you might say, why does it take so long? And part of it is because we want to do this in a way that uh, allows chapters to use up uh, their stationery and and do other things. And um, it's going to take a while, just as it's taken CMA National a while to convert to the new name, and we're still finding stuff. Um, We're still finding (laughs) things. (laughs) The website is like a labyrinth of fun when you're looking for that new name. Exactly. So one of the other new pieces is uh, we have a new uh, AMS system, and AMS stands for Association Management Software, and that uh, uh, was implemented uh, in June, and we are, I think I use the analogy of it's like swallowing an elephant, and we're not in the digestion period yet, so (laughs) we're still absorbing that, and we'll be a while, for a while, and the the members are too, because uh, when they go for their credit history, that's new. Um, and, and different uh, when they register for events that's new and different so there's a learning process for all of us. I would say right now um, the um, the point where people are really encountering the new system is uh, paying their dues renewals online. There you go. Uh, renewals went out a little bit later this year because of the AMS changeover um, but if you want to pay online with a credit card you have to log in through our new portal so if you're having trouble with that, I would just like to say, please reach out to us. Um, usually it's one or two problems that we've fixed over and over again, um, and we're happy to walk you through that. But that's definitely, I think, the most common way people are running into the new system is through their dues renewals. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that will, you know, the exciting part of that is as we absorb this, it creates a new a platform for, we, for us to uh, con- continue to add things for you, the members, and that really is where the exciting part is, and you know. But unfortunately, we have to go through the the absorption of this first. So that's so that's where we are. Deep learning curve yeah. for sure. Yeah. One of the other new things that we've talked about, and hopefully uh, everybody is aware of, is we have a fellows program. So we are going to to create a a ring of honor, um, or a, a, you know, basically hold those people up that that we see as the luminaries in the profession, and those of and we're about six months into the process. Those nominations came from the membership, and anybody could nominate anybody they wanted to. And so then from that standpoint, there was a process or an application process to, to submit. And now we have a group of peer members uh, that are going through and analyzing those applications, and we'll do interviews, and we're going to have our first class of fellows um, come uh, at conference, and this is exciting. This is an honor that sticks with you for your life um, once you are, are given that that title, and uh, you know I'm hoping that we have somewhere, um, the first year may be a lot more, but after that it'll probably be somewhere between four and six um, folks a year, and I think that that uh, you know th- that those people will will want to make sure to continue to to use heavily um, in CMA and ma- many of them probably have already uh, been very active in CMA. Um, another new thing coming down the line that we have announced uh, a couple months ago was 
the, the consolidation of CSFA into CMAA. So um, from a member standpoint, uh, they will still be a separate organization, but the advantage of them becoming a, a subsidiary of ours, and this is not new, we already have a subsidiary, and that is the foundation, um, but by becoming a subsidiary, it allows us to take down the firewalls of just managing them and allows us to, to utilize the, the value propositions of both organizations together. So one of the places that we'll do that is in the research area, and uh, we're in the you know, the, the, the going down and doing the finance and ops or the operations review, we've done that together, and so that will, um, you, know, you know, come out and be used by both organizations. It will also allow us to, to, to grow that on CSFA's side and fitness and spa and all the things that surround that are important. So by, by going after and building the survey or building the analysis, from not just the CSFA members, but from all the CMA members, it makes that data uh, a lot more valuable. Another thing that's new, um, and that's a, a great theme, Melissa, the, <laughs> the new theme, um, yeah, is we have a new CFO, which really at this point, he has been here a year, but uh, anytime you replace somebody who's uh, been with the organization for 20 plus years, and in particularly that critical of a position, um, it creates a a, a bit of, of of an evolution of our of our staff environment, and for me, this is really my first senior staff person that I've hired. Everybody else has um, you know come up from within, so you know we've been absorbing that. And you know the, the good thing is is uh, Jason Tate, uh, who is our new CFO or our CFO, came from an organization called the the Entrepreneurs Organization and have been there for many years, and so he's brought a lot of best practices with them and a lot of ideas on how to, to integrate our uh, financial um, prowess that, that was always in that area a, a lot more broadly at CMA. And that is very welcome by everybody, I think. Um, Definitely. I mean, I think he brings, speaking from my perspective, I think he brings some new energy to the, to the uh, senior leadership team. Um, like you said, he has, his acumen is spot on. Um, and it's just, it's really nice to have uh, just a new, fresh perspective, yep. um, a little bit of objectivity. <laughs> yep, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited by, by having him here. Um, another new uh, thing is <laughs> we have just embarked um, on the certification review, and that starts with looking at our competencies. And so this happened about 10 years ago. And as you can think back, uh, for those of you that have been in the profession 10 years, if you look back, things have changed over the past 10 years, and therefore the competencies have changed and how much you spend of your day um, involved in the particular areas of, of management competencies has changed. So we're going through the process, starting with a competency survey that is a bear to answer, but uh, we very much appreciate you're doing this and it's going to be open all the way through the fall. Um, but what it does is it asks you where you spend your time. And we've added some, some new things in there, some competencies that we think are important, like data analytics um, and, and things like that. But ultimately, that survey will cascade into the next several years of activities in our CCM, and it will involve looking at the, the BMIs and changing those to have those match 
the competencies. It will mean updating um, our book, Contemporary Club Management, um, and it will also mean updating the test. So the test will evolve and there'll be different questions. I can see that having an impact on our students as well um, as we update the Contemporary Club Management textbook, which is the primary text used in a lot of club management courses. Um, I know a lot of our student chapters use it uh, as their primary text. Um, that will hopefully mean some positive changes in the classroom yep. um, for the next generation of club industry professionals as well. Well, in, in fact, I would say our textbook is out of date oh, at this point. certainly. And I think we all know that. And yeah. so this cycle is really going to become, as soon as it ends, we start over. Yeah. So I see it as a five-year cycle. It of, should be that. Um, I think we constantly yeah. want to be on the edge of, of updating that um, and just being cognizant of all of the shifting changes in the industry. Yep. It's, it's a living document and not <laughs> staying there. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's the challenge with textbooks is there's a lot of effort that goes into it and we need to get more proficient at that. And I think with this cycle, we will. One of the other things that I didn't talk too much about and we'll hear more as we go over the next few years is we're also going to look at the CCE program and to look at how we might evolve that CCE program um, you know, to be more in line with the CCM program as far as the, the, the robustness of it. Um, and so that's exciting that um, you know, we're starting on that journey. Okay. Um, speaking of BMIs, one of the other new things that hopefully you've heard of is we have a new BMI coming to uh, everybody starting in January of 2019, and that's BMI Sports and Recreation. And so right now we have two uh, electives um, when you take your CCM. We have BMI Food and Beverage, and BMI golf. And obviously, uh, by adding BMI sports and recreation, we, we really cover uh, the, the areas that are, that are all the parts of, of club. And this is certainly a burgeoning area that um, is important to our clubs and something that we really need to focus on. So I think you know, we're going to see people gravitating to this because it covers um, things like paddle ball. It covers um, youth activities. It covers all the non-golf activities, and um, this is really the the growth area for our clubs. So that was a lot of, of what I talked about um, in the State of the Association. I guess a couple other things that are probably critical. One of the other new things is this podcast, and you ladies um, are awesome in doing this. Um, you know, and uh, you know that that I think this is just. You know, the evolution of CMA and, and how we continue to try to find ways to push out information to you. One thing that I, I covered in, uh, as part of any state of the association is financial results. And while our year ends October 31st, we're on our way to another profitable year uh, of about uh, $250,000 in profits, or in the nonprofit world, we call that net excess over expenses. And so um, that is healthy. And um, I was very proud of the, the CMA board because the CMA board uh, decided that we've now reached a point of stability um, and we have a two plus million dollar uh, loan payment or balloon payment on our mortgage coming due in 2023, I think it is, or 2022 maybe. And so the board has decided that any, any uh, positive financial results at the end of the year will take half of that and put it in a reserve so that when we hit that point of our balloon payment and we, there's, we don't have the option to prepay or pay early, 
um, will have some, some money put aside um, to help do that. So all of that is good stuff and, as you say, Melissa, new. And so, um, you know, it was a, it's a good state of the association. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know. I like all the new things we have going on. I think it's it shows positive growth and, and typifies the positive changes that have um, occurred here since you came on board, Jeff. So I think it's a lot to be proud of from everyone here on staff and all of our members as well because they've played a hand in a lot of these new initiatives that we have. I mean, we go to our members for feedback and input on a lot of stuff, so we just want to make sure we're putting out what they find use for. Yeah, you're, you're in, you said the right thing is that it's really a team of yeah. staff and members combined. I get to sit here and talk about it um, as the CEO, but this is not my work. Um, this is all of your work as staff and all the, the work of all the committees and um, task forces. And you know, we have hundreds and hundreds of members um, that give their time at all different levels. And quite frankly, you know, one of the, the most critical places that people give time are all the surveys that we ask. Hence why this latest survey on um, competencies is so critical for all of you. And, uh, you know, we want to thank you all for that. Yeah, definitely. And it's a great time to point out that, you know, you mentioned the surveys, which are great micro-volunteer opportunities, but we also just opened up our annual call for volunteers to serve on all yep. of our national committees for 2019, so check Outlook and check the homepage for that link. Yeah, if you're um, interested we, in a specific committee, make right. sure to note that. If there's something that you're particularly passionate about, like something like advocacy or communications, I'm saying our committees because we're in the room, so <laughs> advocacy and communications. Um, <laughs> if you're interested in something specific, though, and, and you've wanted to have a say in that, definitely note that. Um, we are always looking for more volunteers, and there's so many opportunities to get involved. Yeah, it's funny you bring this that up because I just came back from Rochester yesterday for a governance summit, and we have one more this year out in Denver. But there were a lot of folks asking about, um, you know, getting on committees. And one of the the good bad things about opening that up is we've really grown in numbers of people interested, and so sure. um, you know, it's it's something that to me shows the lifeblood of CMA and shows the vitality of CMA that, you know, as the, the more things we do, um, the more people want to get involved and help, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Shows the level of ownership people have in their association. Yep. It's awesome. It's really cool. Well, I think that wraps it up with you, Jeff. Um, well, thanks, thanks for, for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming I'm excited back. to be your second guest. <laughs> I guess I didn't, yeah, I guess I didn't <laughs> screw it up the first time, so that's good. We'll, we'll keep asking you to come back. <laughs> Probably, so. <laughs> uh, Casey Newman, CCM, is the club manager at River Oaks Country Club in Houston, Texas. Her 2018 Idea Fair submission was a blue ribbon winner in the category of club communications. Casey is, always a, is also a contributing member to our CMA Communications Committee, and we are so glad to have her with us today. Yeah, basically, she's on the Communications Committee, so she couldn't say no to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that meant. <laughs> um, so we're really excited to talk to you about this idea, Casey. And I'm excited because I've just been writing that Idea Fair column for the magazine as well. So I feel like I know this idea inside and out now. <laughs> but I think it's really awesome. Um, so this idea is actually a holiday catalog of sorts for your pro shop outlets. And you guys called it the Holiday Wish Book. Um, so can you talk to a little bit about how this idea came about and where it came from and where it went from there? 
Sure. We'd love to take responsibility for the idea, but like with any good idea, I think you take it and sort of make it your own. So <laughs> it actually came from our director of golf, Matt Swartz, who had used a similar format at his previous club. Um, Matt's been with us for going on three years now, and when we hired our head merchandiser, Kelsey Snedeker, um, she's just a ray of sunshine and enthusiasm and has a really great eye for everything that she does for us in both pro shops, both golf and tennis and fitness, mm-hmm. and he sort of put the bug in her ear, and she ran with it, collaborated with our director of communications, and this beautiful new communique was born. Um the driving factor, obviously, is that sort of every pro shop has merchandise that would be great for gifts during the holidays or even year-round, but most often clubs aren't the first destination your members think about when it's time to go shopping, especially in a large city like Houston where shopping is just plentiful and there are wonderful boutiques right out the gates of our club. We're not necessarily the first choice, but um, we certainly have merchandise that's worthy of a great gift and unique and um branded and special and tethers them to the club, and so we felt that it was something that we could put into a publication that would grab some attention and get some foot traffic through the shops, and so it was born, and that's it. Awesome. Like I said, I think this is a really cool idea, and I think you're totally right in saying that, I mean, the club probably isn't anyone's first thought when it comes to where am I going to shop ever. <laughs> like, I'm going to go to the club and have dinner. I'm going to go to the club and play around a golf, but I'm going to go right. to the club and shop is probably farther down on people's list. So this is a really great way to put it right in front of people. Um, so then from I conception to reality, how did that transition go? Sure. So it started in the fall of 2016. Um, the idea was put into Kelsey's head. She collaborated with Julia, who's our director of communications. And they started sort of brainstorming what that would look like. And so they came up with the idea of um, a separate publication that would be mailed out to our 1,600-member families. Um, it should offer a introduction to the breadth of offerings we have. I mean, we honestly, we carry, we don't just carry golf clubs and golf shirts in the pro shop. I mean, we carry the high-end um, men's skincare line, Jack sure. Black. We carry embroidered goods, leather goods, um, etched glasses. I mean, she... Kelsey really does a phenomenal job of putting some really special things. And then over in the fitness side, it's super high-end fitness apparel, I mean, on par with the luxury stores that they would shop in. And so, um, but because it's not the first place that you think of going to, you don't really realize everything that we have. And so um, it was the responsibility of us to kind of get it out in front of them. So they took a sample of things from both pro shops and threw it into a publication. Um, so that was the first year. In 2017, we really feel like we took it to a new level with the branding of the Wishbook name. We gave it a new, clean, modern look. And then sort of the highlight of it was involving some of the familiar faces of our golf, tennis, and fitness staff. They actually served as models. That's awesome. <laughs> they were um, they were total pros. I mean, honestly, we took some pictures. There was one of Gabriel, who's one of the shop attendants, and he was in a rocking chair. And I was like, frame this and send it to your mother. You look like a model. It's awesome. Like, this would be the best Christmas present ever. And so um, it it was just funny to kind of see it all come to light. But we borrowed the design inspiration from other big retailers. I mean, if you pick up any retailer's catalog during Mm -hmm. the holidays, it's just clean and it's um, photo-focused and it tells a story, oftentimes without necessarily throwing their brand all over the place, but just like, hey, here's the emotion that comes with the experience you have at our store or that you have 
for, in our case, at our club. And so um, we really kind of pulled all this together and the wish book was born. And we're super happy with how it came out and just everyone was such a good sport and being a model for it. And it was, it was a really fun project. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like, like the staff had a great time and their feedback has been positive. So what was the member feedback on this project? You know, I think everyone was so proud to get it, and nobody really, I mean, we got so much positive feedback. It was just, it wasn't something, it wasn't a traditional club publication. It wasn't the newsletter. It wasn't, uh, you know, a letter from the general manager on letterhead. It was something really pretty and well done and on, you know, I mean, even down to the paper. But I always say pretty matters, right? So you have to first catch them um, with the way it looks, and then they're intrigued, and they open it up, and it's like, wow, oh, that's, Ian or that's, or that's, you know, whoever. And so it was really fun to see that. But some even went as far as to like tearing out a page from the men's section and saying, I want this for my husband. <laughs> Most members of country clubs, you know, it's kind of what do you get for someone who has everything? Sure. And so you don't just want to walk into a big box store and buy something for them because they could buy it themselves. And so right. It was literally like, you know, give me this. I want this. Order it in purple. Order it in, you know, whatever. So. Um, so it was, it was a great reaction all around. That's awesome. I can just imagine like something that looks so professional arriving in a member's mailbox from your club is just like, I'm, I'm sure it's a wonderful change of pace and it's exciting and new. And I think it probably really captured the holiday spirit too. Cause I think we just get so bombarded from Halloween to Christmas on, you know, right. Christmas songs. So what we're going to do in 2018, I don't know. We'll have to step it up. Again. <laughs> I was going to say that was going to be my next question. You've what set you, the bar very I mean, high. I'm going to break the mold for next year. <laughs> Oh my goodness, we better get thinking because it'll be here before we know. I was going to say, let's not talk about Christmas (laughs) quite yet. (laughs) It'll be here so soon. So, were there any challenges to implementation? Anything you didn't, anything that came up that you didn't expect during the process? Uh, Not necessarily that we didn't expect. I would say, I mean, with any inventory in a pro shop, I mean, the risk you run is that you're mailing this out to, in our case, 1,600 member families, and it's like, boy, how am I ever going to stock enough inventory for this? You know, what if I get a flood of members coming in the door? But fortunately, the timing was so that we mailed it out in early November, and so it kind of started the, you know, started the wheels turning. We started a little foot traffic through caught some interest and then if if there were any special orders we were able to order it or custom order something and and get it in well before the holiday so um you don't always have it in store but fortunately if you get enough ahead of it you can you can make up for that so awesome and were there any unexpected outcomes from this project so funny thing um back in i guess she started probably in september or october we had partnered with a uh, really fun kind of leather and embroidered goods line and our astros hometown boys were doing awesome at the time and so she ordered a bunch of astros gear just thinking it'll sell because they're doing well and you know they'll somebody will throw on an astros belt and hit the golf course and Little did we know they were going to bring home the World Series trophy. And so um, those things literally flew off the shelves, and she had so many custom orders after the fact. Um, so we weren't certainly weren't expecting that, but it was kind of we had a whole section dedicated to that, that line of goods, but also it was all embroidered, and it was just exciting, and it just kind of worked out in our favor to have – um, to have that be the case. So how fortuitous! Was, I was expected consequence, so that was a good one for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. It's not every day that you get to you know host the hometown team and get excited about yeah. something like a World Series victory. That's great. Absolutely. 
Well, that just about wraps us up, Casey. Well, that was easy. Yeah. See? So (laughs) stress-free. That about wraps it up for this month. That's that's it. So we we do want to shout out to all of our friends in the Carolinas. As a Carolinas girl who's experienced many hurricanes herself, um, as we're recording today, uh, Friday, September 14th, 14th thank you, uh, the, that uh, Hurricane Florence is uh, bearing down on our friends um, in North Carolina and going to impact our friends in South Carolina and ultimately in Virginia as well. So um, we just want to say stay safe and we're th- everybody here at headquarters is absolutely thinking about you and stand ready yeah, for anything we need to, safe, to do. Stay safe, stay dry. Listen to the people who tell you to leave when they tell you to leave. <laughs> That's a whole other disaster please, preparedness. Please. Also, um, quick shout out to our friends in Massachusetts yeah. who are experiencing some fiery gas leak explosions yeah. last night. Uh, yeah. One club was evacuated. And yeah. I'm not sure about others, but don't know what's going on with the world right yeah. now. But. September is National Preparedness Month, so <laughs> yeah. it's a great, you know, it's a great great time to review if you're not impacted right now by anything, to review those disaster plans yeah. and if Just you don't have one call me so we can send you a prepare prepare for the unexpected or a resource on that. Um, it's it's not a good month for for anybody. Stay um, vigilant, friends. Yeah, absolutely. Just stay vigilant, you know. Just be safe. So Thinking ahead to next month, um, it is the 30th anniversary of the Club Foundation, and so our friend Carrie Wasicki and some members of the Club Foundation board will be joining us, so we're really excited about that. Um, if you have an idea for an episode or you want to share some feedback with us, please, uh, do. please uh, tweet us or give us a buzz or email at the National Headquarters. You can send us funny gifts, too. We've exactly. We've received one. We so really like those. pretty high, but I'm just saying, yeah. I like your feedback. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks. Take care.